On this episode of Between Good Podcasts, I'll explain where the cover art comes from. Hey, welcome to Between Good Podcasts, episode 13. This is your host, Mark, and on this episode, we'll be answering the question, what is the cover art on the podcast? Well, here it is. That's the hood of my 83 Camaro Z28. I took that picture in the garage of my house in, uh, I think it was April of 2014, so not quite a year ago at the time of this recording. And I've had the car for about 12 years now, and I've really enjoyed it. Ever since I was a kid and really first started noticing cars, I always wanted a third-generation Camaro like that. And I had a number of different cars. I, I can't ever seem to get rid of them, so I built up a little collection over the years. But just prior to this, I was driving a 91 Dodge Dakota with a 3, 4x4 with a 318 motor. And I really enjoyed that. It was a great little pickup. I'd had it for probably about uh, four years. Um, but as much as they advertise its towing capacity, the rest of the drivetrain really couldn't keep up with the engine. And the, the cost of uh, repairs kept building up. So shortly after a move that I had done, I was driving around uh, my new town and just happened to, uh, you know, cruise by this uh, repair shop that had the Camaro out there. So I stopped in and asked about it. And it turns out they were uh, just refurbishing it for a uh, local car dealer there that he was getting ready to sell it. So, you know, I, I went in and uh, started talking with them and ended up trading off my uh, Dodge Dakota for the Camaro. So it's a 83Z28, uh, which was before the days of the IROC, and it came out of the factory with an automatic transmission and a 305 motor, which that was the first year when they've gone from matching the uh, 350 with an automatic uh, down to a 305, and therefore it became the uh, least popular Z28 of all time. And within a couple of years later, I think uh, when they started the IROC brand name, they brought it back uh, they always matched up the uh, automatic with the 350 after that for some reason they stuck with the uh, manual transmission and a 305 combination so after a while you know the motor began to uh, wear so I ended up getting that replaced and at the same time I had the uh, transmission replaced as well so I got a, a long block 350 stuck in there and we topped it off with a Edelbrock intake manifold and a Edelbrock 600 uh, performer carb we got just a little bit of a lobby cam in there too. So, you know, it's one of those that you kind of got to help it out at stoplights to keep it running when it's all warmed up. It's got uh, headers on there and uh, dual three inch exhaust all the way back. It was kind of a trick to route it over the rear axle because on the uh, 83, it's kind of funny. You got to run both pipes off to one side. So I had to find somebody that was kind of clever to do that work for me. So I matched that motor up with a T5 transmission kit that I got out of, as a conversion kit, that I got out of Hawk's third generation Camaro supplier out of North Carolina, which has been a real good resource for me, along with Year One and Eckler's Camaros as well. 
So uh, I had to put just a little bit heavier clutch in there than the one that came with the T5 kit. But that way I got my uh, 350 hooked up to a manual transmission, and that was kind of the last of the, uh, the real significant improvements I've done on the motor. I have put in a little bit higher capacity radiator and water pump in there that helps keep it cool in some of the hotter places I've lived. So the last real modification that I really did to it was I got a pretty uh, inexpensive Kenwood stereo that I put in there. That was mainly so I had the uh, four millimeter adapter. I could plug my iPod into it and listen to good podcasts. Uh, was, uh, I started that uh, when I had a I was living in California and had a pretty long commute and uh, not real good radio reception out there. Um, so that was a, a real good improvement. Lucky for me, the body was always real solid on the thing, so I've never really had to have any work done on it. I have had it uh, painted. The, the first time around, I did it myself as I knew I was going to get a better paint job later, so this was kind of an adventure. I painted it in my garage, which you paint a red car in your own garage, and a lot of stuff in your garage kind of turns pink from the overspray, so that was a bit of a lesson learned. But that was just to uh, keep enough of a coat of paint on there to get me through to my next paint job which I took to a, a, a real professional back in my hometown in Nebraska, and then he did it upright, and it's real, the real smooth paint job that you see on the cover art there. Now, this is my commuter car. I didn't fix the thing up just to have it sit in the garage, so I do drive it nearly every day. I've never raced the car or anything like that, and I don't even really speed with the thing at all either, just because there are so many ways to get caught, and, you know, a, a red Camaro attracts all kinds of uh, law enforcement attention, so I keep it under the speed limit. I have had the chance to uh, let her go a couple of times. I was moving from the West Coast to the East Coast, driving across uh, West Texas there, and where the speed limit is uh, 85, and boy, you know, I was a little bit worried because I've never sustained uh, those kind of high speeds for a while. But, you know, you can tell this was a car that was made to go fast because when I got up to 85 and just let her cruise, man, that's where she wanted to be. You know, the car could just sustain that all day. And that's where it wanted to cruise as long as my 12 gallons worth of gas would hold out. The only time I've really got to see what it can do was the first time I let my dad drive it. And my dad was a race car driver back in the 50s on the old uh, three-eighths of a mile dirt track. And he could do things with that car that I'd never be able to. And he showed me some stuff that was really pretty amazing. You know, that, that car really has the ability to tear it up if you want to. So one quick little story of when I had to show some uh, great self-restraint. Uh, it was when I was living out in New Mexico. I was driving my son uh, in the back seat in his car seat back from preschool or kindergarten or one of those. So my son's favorite thing to listen to in the car is movie soundtracks. And the one we happened to be listening to at the time was Back to the Future. Now, you got to realize that the inside of this 83 Camaro looks an awful lot like the DeLorean uh, from Back to the Future. So hearing that song and seeing what I was seeing out in front of me, it took every ounce of my willpower not to take that thing and punch it up right to 88 miles an hour. So now you know where the cover art comes from. Uh, I do have to give some credit to my good friend Tom in New Mexico because the two black louvers that you see at the top of the hood, those were missing for years, and he was the one that uh, finally told me, you know, it just looks incomplete without those. Why don't you go out and find a set? And I picked them up for like five bucks a piece or something like that. So that was a little touch that really gave a finished look to the car. 
So if you want to tell me about your project car, go on over to betweengoodpodcast.podomatic.com and leave some comments there. Or if you want to give a review of the show, go on over to iTunes and leave a review there. Once again, thanks to all our new listeners. Thanks for checking out the podcast. And that wraps it up for this episode. This has been your host, Mark, and I'm Between Good Podcasts.